Hi, and welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm Ken Mingus, Executive Editor at Computer World. I'm here with Lucas Mirian, Senior Writer for Computer World. If you're watching us on LinkedIn Live or YouTube, we're broadcasting live. So if you've got questions for us, please leave them in the comments. We'll try to answer them while we're talking about blockchain. That's today's hot topic. Uh, and as always, please play nice. No uh, food fights in the comments section. Um, so, Lucas, thanks for being here. Sure. As always, it's it, it's important to sort of check in with blockchain because it, it's sort of evolving so quickly these days that it's hard to keep track of who's doing what, who's got proofs of concept. Proofs of concept? Yeah. Proofs of concept. Yeah, pilot projects, things like that. Uh, you had a, a really interesting story yesterday that uh, sort of takes a look at how Gartner views blockchain right yeah. now. And, it, you know, despite all the hype, it seems like they've been a bit cautious about embracing the blockchain's going to change the world. So what, what is Gartner saying and what should companies you know, be aware of these days? So right now, blockchain, uh, after a lot of hype, is sort of slipping into the trough of disillusionment. I love the trough of disillusionment. I think of it as the trough <laughs> the, of despair. The yeah. sea of despair, yes. Yeah. Uh, which just means that people's expectations are becoming more realistic and they're, they're backing off a little more. They're being a little more serious and judicious about how they deploy it uh, in their POCs and pilots. So uh, it's not a bad thing. It's kind of a settling of the technology, of uh, the uh, view of the technology. Yeah, I mean, I mean it is interesting. Basically, uh, for those who aren't aware, blockchain is a distributed ledger technology that's been uh, really rolled out, I guess, in a couple places um, for sure, is financial services and yeah. supply chains uh, as a way to basically tie together a lot of business processes that you know may be archaic at this point, yeah. paperwork, things like that. Yeah. Uh, it's gone through quite a bit of hype for the last couple of years, including predictions that it would be as disruptive as the Internet was yeah. 20 years ago. Uh, that said, as a lot of companies start uh, trying out these different you know, forms of blockchain or blockchain as a service, they're finding out that, first of all, it doesn't necessarily solve the business processes right. they wanted to, you know, to, to update and modernize. And secondly, uh, you know, and this this comes from your story about Gartner, that uh, there's been a fair amount of fragmentation. So what's, yeah. what, what, what's Gartner talking about there with the fragmentation issue? So there are no standards right now. Okay. There, there are possible de facto standards emerging, but we don't know for sure in five years if they will become the standards or even in two years if they'll be de facto standards. So you have to be cautious about that. There are a lot of different forms. There's R3 Quarter, Hyperledger, Ethereum, uh, uh, half a dozen others, and then there are subsets of each of those. So there's a lot of different versions of blockchain platforms. They don't always play together well. They don't talk to each other. Because they're so di that, almost just different way, different approaches to the same basic technology, exactly, in other words. Okay. Exactly. So let's say I am a, a grocer, a huge grocer, and I have a lot of different suppliers uh, for my stores. Uh, if, they, if all of them are on one platform, that's great. We mm -hmm. can all talk. But what if they adopt others? Or what if you bring on new suppliers who have a different version of blockchain? Now you're having to support different versions of blockchain that all have to link it back to your internal systems. They don't talk to each other. There's no standards for that. So that's going to make it almost impossible for a, a company. I mean, you've got some something that reminds me of Walmart, which is you know has begun right. to embrace uh, blockchain. Isn't this the month that they've told their suppliers they have to be on yeah. their system so that they can basically track um, food from yeah. um, what is it from farm I guess, to shelf, farm to basically. farm to table? Basically, yeah. if you're just tuning in, we're talking about blockchain. Just let you know that uh, we're kind of getting an update from Lucas Mirian here about where it is right now. Uh, after a few years of hype, things seem to be settling down, and so we're trying to figure out where it goes from you know where it goes yeah. now. 
Um, so anyway, so Gartner back back to the fragmentation. It was interesting too, though, that one of the points that uh, you know you made in your story based on the Gartner report was that with all these companies experimenting and spending some serious money to try mm -hmm. to figure out how to make it work for them, they need to realize that whatever flavor of blockchain they're using right now may not win out. You know, they may be spending money on something that in two or three years will have been fallen will have fallen by the wayside. Right. Um, and what's what's Gartner's view on how that's going to shake out? They're just they're telling. Uh, so in in terms of the the long term standards that may yeah. emerge, okay. Yeah. So consortiums like uh, industry groups like the IEEE will probably eventually not that one in particular, but like that will probably eventually be responsible for developing a standard that will be adopted by the industry. It won't be government regulators who insist on a standard, although they may work with them. Mm -hmm. And no industry groups have really gelled together yet to create a standard. Uh, they're still, this is also nascent that they're still experimenting with it. They're seeing how companies are trying to adopt it and use it. Not necessarily a bad thing for big companies to experiment with it, but don't put a lot of resources into this. If you want to play with a little, you want to use a, a blockchain service, uh, companies like IBM, SAP, Oracle, they all provide SaaS services. It's for basically blockchain. almost like a blockchain in a box. It gives you a chance. Exactly. It gives you a platform. They come in. Here's the platform. You can kind of experiment, see how it ties in your business right. processes without really investing a lot of money. You don't front. need a blockchain developer. You don't need to purchase a bunch of hardware and nodes for, to, to create that ledger. So, yeah, it is like blockchain in a box. But they're saying, be careful. And Gartner's not the only one. Forrester is also very conservative about blockchain. Um, they're concerned, as Gartner is, that whatever pans out in the end is not going to be what you're trying to, to roll out now. Mm -hmm. um, blockchain has a, a, a lot of potential, but we're not going to see what that potential truly is until standards develop. Yeah, it is interesting, too. You, you kind of wonder, since governments have really kind of backed off on this, I mean, I know China's looking at it as per, perhaps using blockchain as a, as a part of a fiat currency. Fiat currency system. And it's actually, a, a in ways you could say, it's, well, they're weaponizing it. Yeah. Because, as you know, there's a trade war going on with the United States right now. And that's based on what is the de facto currency, which is the U.S. dollar yep. in the business world. Well, if they create another de facto currency i.e. cryptocurrency, uh, they can undermine any efforts by us to uh, to usurp their power in that trade Interesting. War. That would be a huge deal if you could displace the U.S. dollar as the currency exactly. for global Exactly. And global I think trade. that's what a lot of these countries are thinking. I, I can't... I can't read their minds, but it, it seems like that's what they're thinking. They're thinking this is a kind of a power grab situation where they can control uh, uh, a cryptocurrency in a way that they couldn't control Bitcoin because China has basically shut down a lot of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. they, they don't want these mining farms in their country. Uh, they don't trust it. But if they can control it, that's a whole different situation. Yeah, I never thought about blockchain as a, as a weapon. If you're just tuning in, uh, we're talking about blockchain, which has been hyped for the last couple of years. We're trying to figure out where it's going now. And there seems to be some cautionary tales out there. Uh, interesting, you know, one story that you're working on now that uh, I know you haven't written up yet, but as companies like Facebook and, and others are kind of coming up with these their own cryptocurrencies and their crypto wallets, I mean, you know, Apple sort of thinking about uh, blockchain now. Um, there are some things bubbling up in Europe that could be uh, problematic for, like, Facebook. What's going on there? Well, as we, as people who have kept up with the news know, uh, Facebook has had some privacy concerns oh, over the past Oh, one or years. two along the way. <laughs> 
and they've been taken to task for that, uh, you know, whether alleged or, or actual. But um, yeah, so France and Germany, when Facebook announced that they were planning to create their own cryptocurrencies. This is Lib- Libre? Lib- Libra. Libra. Yeah. Okay, Libra. And uh, it's a stable coin. So what's yep. a stable coin? A stable coin is a digital currency that's backed by a fiat currency like the US dollar, like the euro. You know, like a peso, whatever currency you want. It has to something it behind to. it that's real, as exactly. opposed to what everybody thinks it's worth. Exactly. So there's, yeah, there's there's an actual value behind it. It's tied to it. J.P. Morgan Chase came out with uh, J.P.M. Coin mm-hmm. uh, earlier this year as a method of using blockchain to make uh, cross-border transfers, and that money is tied back to whatever currency uh, in that continent. The local it currency, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, France and Germany's uh, uh, finance ministers came out in a joint statement and said, we are not going to support, we are going to block Facebook's Libra uh, coin in these countries. Now, they can't speak for the entire EU, but they are basically platform they're countries. They're pretty big players. They're, they're why the yeah. EU was created, more or less, and the UK is thinking about going leaving. So right. uh, although they're the other powerhouse there, these are the two main countries that uh, set the tone for a lot of the regulatory uh, uh, programs. Right. Uh, so they don't speak for the other 26 nations or 25 if the UK is out. on the UK. Uh, but they certainly have a vast amount of influence and could certainly uh, – kind of stem the tide. Have we heard uh, anything back from Facebook yet? We haven't. No, I haven't heard. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. Wh- for you. I don't know. What for the, long. What's what the upside is for them to comment at this point? Yeah, they may at some point. Um, but well, yeah, they made a big splash when they announced this, and you know, you do have to wonder if you've got nations like Germany and France. I mean, if if they were to pull the whole EU into their view of this. And start throwing up some roadblocks. You know, you do have to wonder because obviously one of the things about a, a, a cryptocurrency mm-hmm. and a crypto wallet is the whole point of being global. Right. You know, you've got one sort of financial underpinning for everybody, and if you've got whole segments of, of you know, again the EU, for instance, it yeah. says we're not interested, or we think there are privacy issues here. Uh, what that would do to Facebook's uh, uh, plans? Well, what's interesting is a lot of these cryptocurrencies are targeting the unbanked. Yep. So in uh, developing nations or nations whose governments are in turmoil right now, like Venezuela, mm-hmm. where the, the currency has been devalued uh, ex- yeah. you know, extensively. Yeah. Um, so they're talking these countries and they're for cross-border payments. So let's say that I am an immigrant working in the United States and I want to send money home to Venezuela. Am I going to send it home in Venezuelan currency? Or which, is rapidly, s- which is yeah, rapidly, rapidly declining. Falling, yeah. Or am I going to use a stable coin that's tied to the U.S. dollar to send it back home? I'm going to choose the stable coin. I mean, I would do that. Yeah. So that's their concern. Facebook has, what is it, 1.52 billion subscribers, something like, that, yeah. something like some you know, insane number of people. And if, if a percentage of them, 100 million, 200 million, decide that they're going to get on this uh, stablecoin wagon, this Libra wagon, they could really uh, undermine uh, – I shouldn't say undermine. They could control mm-hmm. uh, the value of, of currency in those countries. They could actually imp- impact the economics of those countries because once you tie it to local currency, that currency is basically out of circulation. Yeah. Because it has to, as you as it's tied to the cryptocurrency, it's not being used unless the cryptocurrency is being spent. So it's in a, a type of uh, digital wallet, mm-hmm. let's say. And 
It's interesting because, you know, that goes back to the original point that, you know, the idea that that blockchain based, um, I guess, ledgers and mm -hmm. or cryptocurrencies could be disruptive. Yeah. And that is an example of how this could be extremely disruptive to the financial services industry and just financial, you know, uh, platforms across the world if yeah. it takes off. Yeah. I mean, this is going to this could affect the central banks. This could affect uh, organizations like SWIFT, which do the money transfers today. Mm -hmm. um, it could affect, uh, um, you know, government bodies uh, like the like the Federal Reserves mm -hmm. of these nations, because the Federal Reserve's uh, business is to create stability uh, in, in currency in those nations, the local currencies. Well, now suddenly, Facebook becomes a sort of de facto Federal Reserve if, <laughs> if <laughs> no, the local if they're holding ten percent no, of the local currency. So. Yeah. So uh, they become a bank. Yeah, in, in developing ways. countries, they absolutely become a bank. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, any questions, real quick, before we go? Yeah, we've got a few questions okay. here. Um, one is maybe basic for Lucas, but um, they're asking how secure is blockchain compared to other methods? I'm not sure what they mean yeah. by methods. Blockchain itself is extremely secure. It's, That's what makes it so popular. That that is what makes it so popular. Um, it's uh, based on cryptography. It, it it cannot. You literally cannot change something once it's placed in that ledger. However, this is the caveat: blockchain doesn't sit by itself. It has applications that are built on top of it. Bitcoin is an application on top of a blockchain or a distributed ledger. Uh, that does create a security issue can create a security issue. I don't say it does. It can create a security issue. And we've seen people hack Bitcoin before. Bitcoin. Uh, they can networks. manipulate the system, basically. Absolutely. While the blockchain underneath it may be, may be secure, the Bitcoin on top can be manipulated depending on who's got how many Bitcoin and what they're doing with it. For example, you know, there, are, there are several methods of creating a consensus, but the most popular one is called proof of work. And basically, you have a lot of nodes and computers that have to work out a mathematical problem. And once they work out that mathematical problem, they are able to add uh, uh, cryptocurrency data. Let's mm -hmm. take out the cryptocurrency equation. Mm -hmm. Just say data to the network. Mm -hmm. And that is immutable. Once it's entered into the network, Can't it be cannot changed. be changed. Mm -hmm. Right. That remains. However, if you can grab a uh, majority of those nodes, you can control what data is added to that network. So it's called... They call it a 51% attack. So that just means more than 50% of the nodes are now controlled by one entity. Now and they're that, steering that data or lack of data in a certain direction that's going to be beneficial to Exactly. Them. They can change. They yeah. can actually change the network. However, we have to remember this is typically done on smaller blockchains where there aren't as many nodes, mm -hmm. blockchain networks. You're not going to see that with a large Bitcoin network. It's just it. because you'd have to expend too, too many much power, people. Yeah, you wouldn't too be able much to money. Do it. it wouldn't be worth your time. Right. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Another one, um, they're asking about standardize, standardization. So isn't IBM already working to standardize the blockchain along with other companies and universities? Hyperledger Fabric. Uh, yes, that's, that's an example of what could become a de facto standard. It's certainly being tested by a lot of industries. Uh, you have the diamond industry. You have the, the uh, produce industry with Walmart is testing it on food chain. You have TradeLens that is being tested, also another hyperledger-based platform from IBM that's being tested by comp shipping companies like Maersk and a lot of their partners. It's being tested. It has a good chance of becoming a de facto standard, but there's no guarantee that it will be. Right. And Gartner's, Gartner believes that it'll be about one to two years before these de facto standards act, actually start to gel, where there's enough 
users behind them where they become that de facto standard. But there's no guarantee of that. And in three to five years, they're saying is a possibility that industry standards may emerge you know, beyond the de facto standards. Yeah, that's that's why the big rush for all of these companies to jump in. They're hoping to create the one as IBM is that will gotcha. be the standard. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that, and then the last question I had here was, what? Where do you see this technology two years from now? You kind of just answered that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I think um, they're going to work on securing it. I think you're going to see new consensus mechanisms. You're going to see a hybrid. Uh, blockchains coming out, which is basically public and private. Public and private. Yeah. There are advantages to both. Um, yeah, and, and what we've already talked about, which is the formation of some de facto standards. Yeah, the best way to find out is check back in two years because we'll still have <laughs> Lucas here. We'll, we'll let still you know. be talking we'll about We'll let it. you know where it goes. I'll yeah. be right here yeah, with great. some cobwebs. Exactly. No, <laughs> you won't. No cobwebs. No. Um, that's great. Great questions. Very much uh, appreciated. Uh, you know that you're asking about that. That's that's to the core of what we're talking yeah, absolutely. about. Absolutely. Good um, questions. So, yeah. Um, Lucas, thank you. Any last thoughts before I let you go? Uh, look for the story tomorrow. Okay, yes, exactly. <laughs> We're working on a story for Computer World about uh, this whole issue with uh, Facebook, uh, Libra. Libra, and the European and Union, the European and Union. other countries. Yeah, what might be happening there? have there. been some U.S. congressmen who have voiced uh, similar concerns. So. Okay, yeah, coming up on this side of the uh, pond as well. Um, okay, so thank you for being here, Lucas. Absolutely. Just a quick reminder that uh, in terms of our LinkedIn Live broadcast and our YouTube broadcast, you can always subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can uh, follow our uh, Computer World LinkedIn page if you want to see future uh, tech talks. And in fact, we have one coming up next week. We're going to have uh, Windows guru Preston Growler. We'll be back to answer your Windows 10 questions. You don't want to miss that. Um, so stick around, watch us. Appreciate you watching us today, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot.